Gym Class Podcast is back, baby! Oh, fudge! <laughs> Fucking back on the street, kids! Episode 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7. That was my rap. My that 7 was, rap. That was it. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm your host, Jeff. I'm a other guy, Josh. Yeah, you're you're the other guy. All right. Yeah, I'll be the other guy. I'm you're, always the other guy. I'm you're cool never guy. the other guy. <laughs> that movie is good. The other guys. Oh my god, I don't know that movie. Is that one with Will Ferrell and Marky Mark? I think it is. It's oh, not that good. That sounds bad. Will Ferrell's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Marky, Marky Mark. Mark. He's not. He I don't really like him. Ever since he dumped the Funky Bunch, I don't want to have shit to do yeah. with it. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. That's LL Cool J. <laughs> no, it's not. Is it not? Is it him? It is It is him. He also said it. But also, they both Vanilla Ice right? said it. Yeah, they all said it in the 90s. Everybody said it. The this 90s. is off to a real good start for a podcast. Yeah, about Star Trek. <laughs> uh, this year, we watched Star Trek Generations, which is the seventh movie in the Star Trek film franchise. It's the first movie... Of the Next Generation franchise. Yeah, we are finally touching base on the Next Generation only a few movies later to just go right back to the original series. It is all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get a couple good ones in this, and then, oh, man. <laughs> and then eventually we end up at Nemesis, which is uh, not my favorite movie. It's, uh... I- I recently watched it. It's not as terrible. Only because I think I'm comparing it to the new movies, which, like, all these movies are pretty great compared to the new ones. Yeah, you think that there's, like, a bottom, but then, like, End of Darkness come out. And oh, yeah. And then that, here we are. <laughs> you learn that there's a whole fucking sub-basement in the Star Trek franchise that you they haven't even, even opened know. yet. You didn't even know it existed. <laughs> it's so, what nobody wanted. So this movie... Was written by your boy, Ronald yeah. D. Moore. Ronald D. Moore! <laughs> uh, also co-written by Brandon Braga. Yeah, who Brandon Braga. is also a really great Star Trek person. He does all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, he, a, lot of is, T, a lot of TNG, a lot of Voyager, though. Yeah, what is he? So he, okay, he was born in Bozeman, Montana, which is why that's where First Contact takes place. Ronald D. Moore or Brennan Braga? Brennan Braga. Oh, shit. And they also mention, like in this movie, the USS Bozeman. They yeah. they shove that shit in like every Star Fucking Trek movie. Bozeman, Montana? Yeah. What a weird place to be the center of the Star Trek universe. That's it. It all, <laughs> it all revolves around Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> Unfortunately, this movie was also co-written by no one's boy, Rick Berman. Berman! <laughs> Rick Berman catches a lot of shit for being uh, the slow downfall of the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, everyone sort of good leaves, and then he sort of is left. Yeah. And it's sort of, you can tell. Like, you can... If you see any interview with Rick Berman, you can tell that this man just does not get Star Trek Rick Berman is a a producer. And, like, look, producers get, they do their job, and that's great, and movies need producers. But they are not writers. No. Like, even though they think they are. Quite right, they want to be. And that's why Rick Berman has a writing credit. Yeah. Uh, although the screenplay itself is by Ronald D. Moore and Brandon Braga. He doesn't. He didn't put his name on that, at least. Yeah. 
But this is directed by David Carson. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. I'm looking him up. I was wondering. Up. Yeah, look up David Carson. Oh, boy. Okay. What else did he do here? Anything course, we know? Of course he was produced by It was produced by Rick Berman. Alien Nation. That's a, that's a good show. That, yeah. <laughs> Everybody not, remembers Alien Nation, right? It's not a very good show. It won all those awards. He's done uh, nothing. Nothing very... Nothing at all. He's not very good. Well... This movie is um, the final appearance in canon of Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Yeah, what were we saying? What was my catchphrase? I don't remember your catchphrase. I remember my favorite fucking thing I ever read about it, which is the movie starts out with the captain on the bridge, and then it (laughs) ends with the captain under the bridge. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) I was saying, it's the movie so nice, Captain Kirk dies twice. <laughs> they had to. They really fucking. Phew. Yeah, they killed him the fuck off. For they sure. They needed him to die a lot. This movie is like super symbol, like symbolism. This is like symbolism. The movie. Oh yeah, it sort of slaps you in the face at several points. Some like when, parts. Like when Captain Kirk keeps standing up, like he <laughs> wants to take the chair, the captain's chair, and every time the captain doesn't make a decision, he stands up. Yeah. yeah. And finally, like. Scotty turns to him and says, Captain, is there something wrong with your chair? Yeah, yeah. And he looks right at the camera and winks. (laughs) (laughs) That happens a lot in these movies. (laughs) Which is weird, because these are professional actors. You'd think they would know not to do that. This isn't public access, James Doohan. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you Doohaning? Oh. (laughs) Um... The first shot is awesome. The first oh, yeah, shot of the, the slow motion 2001 Space Odyssey wine bottle. It's a great concept air. shot. I remember seeing this in the movie theater and being like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. And, then you're, and then you're like, why is a wine bottle floating through space? And then you find out it's because they're christening the Enterprise B. Which is amazing. Which is and cool as shit. Also, it's like a really great conceptual shot. Yeah, it's it a concept works, shot. Yeah, It works great as... Um, a, a thing to have the opening credits over because right. as we've mentioned before during not so much this time period but the time period before like the 80s and late 70s yeah it was absolutely necessary to have opening credits yeah which uh, as a filmmaker is very fucking difficult to work with it's and make hard it interesting. to do yeah so uh it's a that was rule. a really cool way to get through it yeah it it's uh this this movie was made in 94 so mm-hmm. this was like right at the Jurassic Park time, so like things were good in movies now. Yeah, <laughs> like movies. they could do things in movies. <laughs> I don't know, man. The eighties were fucking amazing for movies. They were, but, but um, the nineties was like the brand new era of like. Yeah. there were a lot of sci-fi movies in the nineties. Yeah, there's a like shitload a of good sci-fi movies too. Is it, was Event Horizon the nineties? I yes, feel like it was. Man, it was. that movie is a fucking trip. That movie's. I'll, I recently so watched it for the first time. That <laughs> really? movie is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Oh man. I'd never seen it before. But that's not what this podcast is about. We should watch that on this show. On, let's just turn it on now. We'll yeah. sync it up and watch it and you guys can listen. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> but the Enterprise B is christened and the Enterprise B is an Excelsior class and there's a moment when uh, Scotty is like, this ship is so impressive and I'm like, you fucking hypocrite. Yeah, you fucking... You, you spent the entire you, movie yeah. shitting on the Excelsior class. Yeah. What a dildo. What a fucker. 
captained by uh, <laughs> Captain Cameron from yeah. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Who is a massive Star Trek fan. Which is awesome. Yeah, he's in, like, fan films still That's to this crazy. day. Him and Tim Russ are in, like, every fan Oh, film. Tim Russ will do it. He'll do a Star Trek movie for a cookie, I think. Yeah, Tim Russ will do a Star Trek movie for nothing. You just <laughs> call him up and you're like, hey, I'm doing a fan film. And he's at your door, like, is it Star Trek? <laughs> Ding dong! <laughs> Uh, he is also in this movie as he not is. a Vulcan. He's not Tuvok. He is a different man. But <laughs> so the whole thing is that they're they're taking the new Enterprise B out for like uh, publicity, like a, like a press run. junket. Yeah. yeah. And Kirk, Chekhov, and Scotty all come on board uh, because I don't know. It'll be they're good there. for the press. They're old. Yeah, they're, they're they're really old. They bring out the old Hall of Famers, right? During yeah. the <laughs> they bring them out. They wheel their fucking corpses up to the Enterprise B. <laughs> well, Scotty dies like I think in like real soon after this movie. Oh, he looks good in it though. Yeah, he does. I was actually thinking about like how decent, how in this movie Kirk looks younger than he did in Six. Yeah, Somehow. he looks really good in this film. I, maybe yeah. it's just the way that they like lit him and stuff. Yeah, Sometimes that, like, that it's matters. the lighting and like the makeup. I was thinking about yeah. um, uh, as as a, a red blooded male when I mm-hmm. saw Doctor Crusher, I was like, "Damn, she looks good in this movie." Yeah, there's a part I watched like a, a like a Blu-ray copy of it, and there's a part where uh, Lursa and Bator there's like a super close up on them all the time and you yeah. can tell you're like oh it doesn't look very good <laughs> like you're like ah oh, that's not that didn't translate well to HD <laughs> no maybe not <laughs> just you um, can see their makeup and stuff it's weird yeah <laughs> I love that like how gender neutral the um, Klingons outfits are they all have like a tri- like a fucking triangle cut out on the tits yeah like men and women <laughs> Yeah, they just you got to show the cleave. You got to show how fucking ripped you are if you're a dude or if you yeah. got the cleave. You got to show your chest. Lady. Yeah, exactly. Uh anyway, the fucking like the press are asking all these really uncomfortable questions. Like, yeah. you know, Captain Kirk, what have you been doing since you've become useless to society? Uh do you <laughs> do you shit standing or sitting in the woods? You know, <laughs> things you would ask Captain Kirk. Of course. Uh, there's a, um, a big fucking distress signal is the word I'm looking for. There's a big big old distress signal. Red alert. Someone's in trouble somewhere. Yeah, shit's going down. And (laughs) Captain Cameron is, like, terrified because he's never done anything, I guess. He became a captain without learning anything about Starfleet. (laughs) They got (laughs) They found him on the back of a garbage truck, and they were like, you want to captain the Enterprise? And he's like, sure. (laughs) Why not? All right, it's better than this, I guess. But, uh, you know, the big... I keep saying big for some reason. It's like a really large distress signal. It's huge. Says the... (laughs) You know, um, there are no other ships in the area, and the area happens to be near Earth, which is... Uh, Crazy. <laughs> really fucking weird. How now would be possible? the time to attack Earth, everyone. <laughs> yeah, there are no ships near Earth, besides the Enterprise-B that has no photon torpedoes and no medical crew And no tractor board. beam or no- anything. There's nothing on it's the It's all ship. coming on Tuesday. Tuesday, which is a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot that um, Sulu's daughter is on board. Yeah. Demora Sulu. We'll talk about that later, much later. She's in another movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a great line where he says it wouldn't be the Enterprise without a Sulu at the helm. Yeah, it's cool. Which is a fun line. But anyway, they ha- they fly off to go help these uh, distressed people. The Elorians. Uh, we don't know that at the time. They though. say it. Do they? The I message? noticed it this time, and I never noticed it before. Huh. But he says it. He, they say, there's an Elorian distress call. And I was like, oh, okay. So people who, like, knew about the show. I Like, I don't remember it when I watched it. But people who knew about the show were, could be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It. It's Guinan's. Yeah. It's, it's Guinan's. Guinan's. <laughs> so, so when they go, it's the SS La Cool, which is yeah. the coolest name. La Cool. <laughs> And uh, they're trapped in, like, a gravimetric, ga- gravimetric distortion. Yeah. And it's pink. <laughs> they can't... It's, like, pink and it's got lightning in it. It's cool. Um, <laughs> and Captain uh, Cameron... What the fuck is his actual Harriman. name? Captain Harriman. Captain Harriman. He's, like, he's completely frozen with fear, and he's just, like, bah. Yeah, he's, like, deer in the headlights. He's, like, fucked up, dude. He's, like, I was just, uh, I was just captaining, like, a cruise ship earlier, <laughs> and now I'm, like, a warship? I gotta do stuff? Oh, fuck, what the hell? <laughs> but he does come up with ideas that in the original series, or in TNG even, would absolutely work, but they oh, just yeah. don't work because it has to show that he's incompetent. Yeah, it doesn't, can't, can't do it. And, uh... They're like, well, how... And Scotty's like, well, how about this idea? Well, one of the ships explodes first to show that Captain Harriman's so inept that, like... killed people. (laughs) A shit ton of people die. He kills 150 people. (laughs) And it's actually more than that. I noticed that this time when I was watching it. You pick out one thing, I'll pick out another. Yeah. I guess when we're noticing it again. But the ship that fucking explodes because of Harriman has, Mm. like, 290 people on it or something. Well, it's a good thing that one exploded. And the ship that uh, they rescue 40-some people off of only has 150. 150. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I was like, fuck, why did that one have to explode? Those are not good odds. Those are not good odds. Uh, but they come up with a plan to use the deflector ray, array, but it has to be done manually for some reason. I guess because, like, I think because the ship is isn't it's not fully functional correctly. yet, so yeah. they need to go down and do it. Probably it's not like Data's dick. It's not fully functional. Yeah, it's not. It's exactly not like that. <laughs> and so Kirk is about to take command of the ship or whatever, but then he's like, uh, "I've already stolen command from one handsome man with a butt chin." <laughs> So I can't do it again. I can't do it to Cameron. <laughs> so he goes down to the deflector array himself and does everything. Yeah. And uh, the big space ribbon gets pissed off and destroys the deflector array, but they've already escaped. Yeah. It, uh, it like, lashes out, like, uh, the Balrog and fucking... Uh, it does. It takes fucking yeah. Gandalf Kirk with him. Yep, it's exactly what it does. <laughs> and uh, it just obliterates the front of the ship. And yeah, takes Kirk cool. with him. It's cool the way that they do it, like how they go in there and the force fields are up, and there's that shot of them like standing there, and yeah. it's like, oh my god, like I probably wouldn't fucking stand there. Yeah, I wouldn't trust a force field. In I'd that be like, situation. this is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking the the coolest part about the beginning is how well it ties itself to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because it could be hanging on, like, and make no sense at the beginning, and you're just like, well, what the fuck was that about? Right. But you see Guinan. Yeah. You see Soren. Yep. And uh, you see the ribbon, and it's all tied together. It's not... 
completely superfluous. Which they is connect what I'm used the dots to. like really well. Like I think like with this movie, this I, I feel like this movie is something that they didn't want to do for a long time. And like to put it in perspective, like I was thinking about it. Like TNG was over at this point. Like this was this, yeah. like this show wasn't on anymore. But they Star Trek was like kicking at this point, right? Yeah, like they didn't really want to do the bridge between the two series. They, they didn't to continue to do yeah. Star Trek the original series movies. Right. They didn't like like I don't think they wanted to like because you could easily make this movie really bad. <laughs> like oh, yeah. this, this could be a shitty movie. This is actually probably the best that could have happened. Yeah, I, I agree with. I was thinking exactly that. I was like, this is probably the best that could have happened. Like this is, I don't know. It feels like they didn't want to do this, right? Oh like, yeah, forever. Well, the thing is, if they didn't do this movie, they can't make TNG movies, and the right. TNG cast are all young enough at this point that you can get a ton of movies out of right. Them. And the TOS cast are old as fuck. How many yeah. more movies can you get out of them? Yeah, and it it doesn't make sense to like like make like TNG and TOS movies. You know what I mean? Like you need yeah. to hand it off, and that's kind yeah. of what the movie is about, right? The movie's about death and accepting your fate, and like all heroes have to die, right? Yeah. That's what makes us human. So like you have to like literally and figuratively kill off the the TOS crew. Can't have them around anymore. I guess Chekhov just dies like normal, but yeah. Scotty doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Scotty kind of gets to fly off into the sunset, I guess. Yeah. Scotty, <laughs> I guess, eventually dies out in space because he didn't take enough supplies or anything. <laughs> they give him the fucking shuttle, and they're yeah. like, bye. <laughs> like, what is the distance a shuttle can go? Yeah, right? It's not even a runabout. Like, no. good God. Runabout is like a small ship, but a shuttle is meant to go from ship to surface and right. back. It's not meant to fly in, like, interstellar space. People who haven't watched TNG are like, what? Yeah. You <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get, yeah. <laughs> Go to episode fill in the blank. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back and edit this episode one day so oh, it tells you where to no, go. Oh, no, we're not going to Yeah, we're not that. doing that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm lying to our audience. Yeah. They deserve it. <laughs> Fucking lying is for cool people. <laughs> but uh, then we flash ahead... To the future, seventy-eight right. years in the future, uh-huh. and uh, they're on an ocean. They're and if you're an audience who doesn't understand Star Trek, you're you confused like, as fuck right now. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's but it's Star- cool. It's cool. Like that's cool how they play. Like they shove everything TNG into this movie. Oh yeah, the holodeck is right up front. Every fucking TNG thing is in this movie. And somebody pointed out to me. This is probably something I should point out later or whatever. But somebody uh-huh. pointed out to me. That Kirk doesn't see the problem with the Nexus until it's pointed out to him. Yeah. But Picard pretty much uh, like automatically senses that there's something kind of wrong with it even before Guinan yeah, steps out. Picard, he's like, used to the holodeck. Right. That's a good point. But also, yeah. I think it's because Picard is he's just like the uber human. Like well, Picard he's is like the best at everything. He's Picard like is Gandalf. Like he's a yeah. wizard. Like he's like the best person that's ever lived. He is. He really is. And he's like he's everything, everything great you about should be humans. strive. He's everything humans should strive to be. Yeah. Bald. Bald. Muscular as fuck in a weird way. Yeah. Old man strong. Yeah. That's what we should all be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old man strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, they're all in the holodeck and they're on like the a fucking a galleon ship or whatever. Called yeah, the like Enterprise. a ship of a line or some shit. 
and uh, it looks like Worf is gonna be like strung up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. <laughs> but uh, then it turns out to be a promotion. He's become Lieutenant Commander Worf. Yeah, they need to promote him so he could be on uh, DS Nine. <laughs> yeah, and then he just becomes a commander on there anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the fastest promotion from lieutenant commander to commander in history. If you think about it, it sucks. Like, it sucks being under the command of Riker, because he's never leaving. So it's like, well, I'm never going to get fucking promoted. You can be a commander and also work with a commander. Yeah, but they don't really do that in TNG as much as they do it in, like, TOS. Yeah. They're like, here, you're a commander, you're a commander. Everyone's yeah. a fucking commander. Everybody's a fucking commander. <laughs> well, there's only... There's only, like, one commander, right? Because isn't Bones a lieutenant commander? Yeah, I think a lot of them are lieutenant commanders. Yeah, because I know everyone's a lieutenant commander except, like, minorities and women. But you <laughs> <laughs> but you still get called commander. They don't call you lieutenant. So no. I guess that's, like, a thing. Um, anyway, they fucking... They make Worf walk the plank to see if he can get a hat, right? Because yeah. I guess this is their ceremony when you get sure. uh, promoted, even though we've never seen it before. Sure, it makes sense to me. Uh, Why not? <laughs> they like Riker makes the computer remove the plank. Yeah, it just and vanishes. he plays it off like it's a, like it was an accident, but he meant to do that. He shit. did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, and Data pushes Crusher into the water because he doesn't understand humor, and that yeah. eventually leads to him deciding he needs to use his emotions chip. That's the straw that breaks Data's back. Yeah, he didn't he, understand a joke. So he, he decides, to I'm going to shove this thing in my brain. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be funny, and Joe Piscopo isn't around to teach him. So <laughs> that's, that's where y'all went wrong. <laughs> I want to be funny. I, I have this holodeck program. Oh, yeah, who's the comedian? Joe Piscopo. Uh, maybe you should delete that fucking program. <laughs> Man, don't be putting down Joe Piscopo, America's sweetheart. <laughs> 1986's SNL cast m- member of the year. No. He wasn't even 1986. <laughs> but uh, Picard gets a personal message, and he's fucking gutted yeah. by it. And no one notices except the empath, even though he's very obviously gutted. He's not doing great. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever, and leaves. And uh, then they get that message that the observatory's under attack. Uh-huh. In space. <laughs> I always feel dumb recapping a movie that I'm sure people have just watched before they I think to it's this. funny because it's funny how we like it's funny to me like what we pick out yeah. to talk about. Like that's always funny to me. Fucking The Amagosa like Star. Yeah, that's the a, name of it. Yeah, there's an attack at the Amagosa Star. Am- Amorosa Roll Star. If you're from it, Philadelphia, Amorosa Rolls are delicious. Uh the Amarillo by Morning <laughs> Star. And yeah. They all they all like go to the bridge still wearing the naval uniforms, which yeah, is hilarious to it's, me. It's funny because it's like oh, this, is, it's this so is like serious. A, it's so serious, right? But they're wearing like these fucking goofy ass like old boat uniforms. And uh, Riker's like, uh, "All right, what what should we do, Captain?" And Picard's like, "I don't fucking care." Yeah, he yells at him. Just going away, message. And Riker's like, uh, "Are you all right?" He's like, "Just fucking do it." Yeah, he gets really <laughs> upset. <laughs> and if I was right crowd, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, are you alright? Yeah. I mean I'd be a little upset by it. But, but Riker just accepts it and they beam aboard and they find a bunch of dead bodies. A whole lot of dead bodies. 
And uh, I think this is the scene where we start seeing the Voyager uniform just around in the background. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Um, this whole movie is a very slow, like, everyone changes to the Voyager uniform one by one. So I the think whole movie. I have a theory about, like, maybe I'm just, like, retconning it in my mind. But I have a theory about this. Like, I think that those uniforms are more, like, like... Uh, like excursion uniforms, like you, a uniform you would wear like in the field. You know what I mean? Hmm, that sounds like a some fucking fanon bullshit. To it me. sounds like it, and it might be. But like Picard doesn't wear he does he have one on? I think yeah, he, he just does. Wear, he does at one point, but at the end of the movie, he doesn't. No, but Riker does, and so does everyone else on the bridge. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. But um, yeah, Picard wears it for a while and then goes back to his original yeah. uniform. I don't know why they did that. I, I don't, maybe, I, I'm assuming, like, from a production standpoint, they just had those around since Probably. they had them for DS9 and Voyager was about to ramp up. Like, Voyager didn't start yet, I don't think. See, I was, like, I was under the impression with DS9 that, like, the that uniform, the Voyager-style uniform or whatever, was, like, a... Because I hadn't watched Voyager when I watched DS9 as a young person, right? Yeah. So I was under the impression that that was a uh, space station uniform. Yeah, because when like, Cisco I think, goes back to Earth, he yeah. wears the he regular, wears the regular uniform. uniform. That's what I mean. Like that's what I'm saying. I think like those uniforms are more for like, like, uh, like how you would wear like a, well, I don't know, like a like a, uh, what do you call what what, what do mechanics wear? Like, oh, uh, like a jumpsuit. Like a jumpsuit, right? Like yeah. kind of like how the like, Enterprise they wear like a jumpsuit. It's not like a uniform. And that's what I always thought those uniforms were. So you're yeah. right. Like I agree. Yeah, I can like, see that. Like I, think I mean, that... I'm just fanning bullshit as well. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what you have to do with this stuff. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably because they just had more of them than they probably. did than they had the other ones. I think I've said this before on the show, but I fucking really don't like those uniforms at all. They're not great. They're re- the ones after it are fucking awesome, dude. I fucking love the DS9 like gray shoulders. The gray. It's awesome. So cool looking. That's the uniform. Uniform I had, like when I had to start, it doesn't fit anymore because oh. I had it when I was in school. But see, I have a TOS uniform. But if I was yeah. gonna have another one, it would be like TNG. I have the the com badge, the like a, a pin. That's the DS9 com badge. No, that's a cool looking com badge. It's a, it's my favorite one. Let's take a break and then talk more about the All movie. Right. <laughs> we'll actually talk about the movie when we come back after this. <laughs> in a distant corner of our galaxy. A secret observatory is attacked. A brilliant scientist is found. And a mysterious ribbon of energy where past and future collide is unleashed. It's a doorway that we call the Nexus. Every ship which has approached the ribbon has either been destroyed or severely damaged. Obviously, they were looking for something. There's still no indication of why they attacked the station. I must return to the observatory immediately. There's nothing I can do. Timing is very important in my experiment. And we're back with more 10 out of 10 Star Trek goodness. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 7. Star Trek 7. 7. 10 out of 10. (laughs) We're both drinking. We got some drinks tonight, ladies and boys. (laughs) Get out of the way, boys. It's time for the Star Trek podcast. Let the men talk about Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) they go to the uh, uh, Amagosa Star Observatory. 
observatory, and the station's just full of dead bodies. Romulans. Uh-oh. And they find a Romulan, but before that, <laughs> they find Dr. Tolian Soren. Dr. Soren from Clockwork Orange. He's he's here, everybody. <laughs> it's not a 90s sci-fi movie unless Malcolm McDowell's in it. Damn, you're right. He's in a shitload Shit, of sci-fi he movies. Is, but they find a dead Romulan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it cuts away and fucking, you know, they do the emotions chip. There's a real cute cat in it. Spot. Spot's That's the there. name of my cat. Your, your cat's name is Spot? Yeah, and it's orange. That's funny. My cat's name is Data. That's weird. Maybe... Whoa, that's so meta. I'm like, well, mine just got blown right now. <laughs> whose cat is whose? Oh, oh my god. shit. I've got another cat named Miles after that's O'Brien. Cool. I have another cat named Kit T. Fisto. <laughs> like the tentacle guy yeah, from Star Wars. After Star Wars. You can't talk about that shit on this podcast. They say it at the vet, and they say Fisto, and I laugh, because like, they're probably like, what the fuck is they this guy's to, problem? They have to say Fisto. That's funny. This dude's into some fisting. Weird. And he named his, he loves fisting so much <laughs> that he named his cat that? <laughs> anyway, what a get, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you get the, the next scene where like Data and Jordy go to fucking 10 Forward. Mm-hmm. And they have green liquid, <laughs> green drink, and uh, Data does not enjoy it. He hates it. He hates it. His his emotions chip gives him hatred, <laughs> which is the most human of emotions. Yeah, it, right away. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it's the first emotion he has. He feels, the most yeah. basic emotion. Hatred. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but then, like, Picard shows up to talk to Soren, but he's still real fucking sad because his whole family's dead. Yeah, he's fucked up. Oh, we didn't talk about why. Yeah, okay, his whole family died in a fire. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't get revealed for like six more scenes. Is what? why. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't because he says uh, he's because Soren says to him, "Time is a fire which we burn." Yeah, time is the fire in which we all burn. In. Yeah, and I fucking love that line. It's a great line, and it's and at the time you're like, "What the fuck? Like, why did Picard like, what the shit?" But he's also a Lorian, and they're really good at like yeah. that shit too. He's they're like, like I'm sure you understand. And yeah, Picard's like, like, "I'll I'll see what I can do." They have like Jedi mind trick power. They're like yeah. weird. They're weird. Elorians are weird. They don't really have... It's not stated that they have mental powers, really? Yeah, they're kind of like magic. Like, they have this weird aura. I guess that's what they call them Elorians, right? Yeah. Shit, you blow my mind. <laughs> but, you know, Picard leaves, and uh, <laughs> he just fucks off. He's like, I'll like, see what I can do, and he leaves. I gotta go be sad. And uh, they fucking try and figure out what the Romulan was doing there. Yeah. And Worf's like, yo, he was looking for trilithium. Oh, we're up in the ante. <laughs> yeah, no more dilithium, motherfucker. It's trilithium. If dilithium makes uh, matter antimatter reactions possible, trilithium kills the star. Yeah, it's it, obviously you would name them similar things since they right. have similar purposes. No, nothing could possibly be confusing about that no hey i went down to the store and picked up some trilithium for our ship let's go ahead and put that in oh, there i want to die lithium you shit idiot. take Fuck. it back there's no refunds it's trilithium oh no at least i got this delicious malk for us all to drink <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, they go back to the absor- the observatory to like search it or whatever, mm-hmm. and Data is just laughing his ass off. Yeah, he's like he's, out of his fucking mind. He's yucking it up. <laughs> Telling shitty jokes. And uh, it's really funny that he laughs about a joke that was told at the encounter at Farpoint at the funny. first episode. Yeah. It's that's, cool. That's cool. I do like that. That's really cool. I like that a lot, <laughs> honestly. But anyway, uh, they find a big hidden laboratory and mm-hmm. fucking, like, the funniest thing in this movie that just makes me laugh so hard is Soren walks out and uh, no one asks him what he's doing there at all. He yeah. just walks out and they're like, "Hey, can you can you turn this field off so we can call the ship?" Yeah. <laughs> There's your cat. Yeah, there is my cat. I'm sure that's not gonna get edited out either. No, I'm not editing that out. That's Shit. a cat. That cat stays in. Dude, she's just sitting in the other room meowing. I don't think she's gonna stop either. Is the best yeah. part. She. Data. She's talking about her. Data. This is all relevant to Star Trek and staying in. Her name is Data. It fits. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm serious. But anyway. <laughs> uh, fucking Data's neural net overloads first, and they try to call the ship, but they can't. Soren walks out. Nobody says shit to him about it. <laughs> and he shoots the shit out of uh, everyone. Yeah, and Data like, just like cries in a corner like a bitch. Yeah, because he's afraid, and he doesn't know what to do. He's, He's never felt fear before. before, so I can't can we blame talk about, him. Can we talk about Soren's awesome '90s space gat that he has? Yeah, like his no sideways which way gat. He's holding it. It has to like flip sideways goes, to shoot first. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> what the shit? What is the purpose of that? How is that better? It's not helping know. anyone. That makes it more difficult to aim, yeah. if anything. But it's gangster as shit, and it's 1994, so like yeah, shit was gangster. He is pretty fucking gangster. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Picard finally tells Troy in the next scene yeah. that his his brother and his nephew got burned alive in a fire. They're dead. Like, remember that cute kid who called him nephew? That kid died in a fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, he's... And the way he says it to me, he's just like, they died in a fire. It's crazy, dude. And fucking Troy, he's like, it's all right. And Troy's like, no, it's not. And he's like, you're right, it's not! He breaks oh. the fuck down, man. It's crazy. <laughs> My favorite part about uh, this scene, maybe we should talk about it. I'll, I'll come back to it, because there's stuff we got to talk about first. No, I want to know what your favorite part of the scene is. Well, like, so, like, it's dusk, right? Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, they're in a spaceship, but they light it, so it's, like, it's dusk. That happens, like, throughout this entire movie. Anytime they're in a room that's not the bridge or ten yeah. forward, it's, like, Cause it's lit a like movie. it's dusk. Because it's a movie, and they've got somebody to do, like, good lighting and shit. Yeah. But also, I think it's symbolic, because, like, it's, the it's like, Picard's talking about his family and how, like, there's no yeah. more Picards. So it's, like... It's the, the twilight of the it's Picard It's the twilight family. of the Picards, yeah. yeah. And then immediately after that, when he says there's going to be no more Picards, the, the star dies. And yeah. I'm like... Holy shit, this is symbolic as fuck right now. It's all symbolism in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're all like, oh, well, we have four minutes to get Jordy and Data back. Yeah, so, so we they better beam hurry the fuck up. <laughs> so they beam on board, and Soren just opens fire on them immediately, and Riker's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, fuck you, Soren! <laughs> Soren, you he says, fucking fuck asshole! <laughs> yeah. Why are you the way you are? Shit, bro. What the shit? That's what he said. <laughs> I can see Riker saying that. 
Um, but Soren leaves. He gets transported. He takes day. Uh, he takes Jordy. Jordy. With him. Yeah. He takes Jordy LaForge with him. Which at first you're like, what the fuck? Like, Dude, all right. why? Whatever. Yeah. But he ends up on a Klingon ship. Uh, with the Duras sisters. With the Titty sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lursa and Bator, right? Lursa and Master Bator. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Let me get that. Which one is the one that has, like, the giant teeth don't fit in her mu- mouth right? That's, that's all of them. So she looks... Well, one of them is way worse than the other. I think it's the younger one, whatever her... I, I get them mixed up. I don't really know I do the too. difference between the two I don't know which one is which, but yeah. uh, it turns out that they're working with Soren so that Soren will give them a real cool weapon mm-hmm. so that they can take back the Klingon Empire. They can make the Klingon Empire great again. The House of Duras fucking shit up again. Yeah, the House of... Dumbass of Drump. Uh, the um, <laughs> Soren's like, look, you got to take me to this planet and drop me off, and then I'll give you your shit. And they're like, what? You didn't tell us about this yeah. or any of your plan whatsoever. <laughs> Since also the audience doesn't know it, so you yeah. have to explain it to us. <laughs> and uh, he even then he doesn't like somebody else explains it like later, but. He's like, uh, they're gonna you, they're gonna interrogate Jordy to learn about Trilithium, right? Sure. And he says that Jordy doesn't tell him anything, but that doesn't mess up his plan whatsoever. No, almost like it wasn't his plan at all. Yeah, weird. Almost like he was tricking the Duras sisters. Uh oh. Uh oh, Spaghettios. <laughs> Um, but so anyway. we didn't talk about why he wants to do that, right? Like, why does he want to go? I don't and... think it's revealed at that point. Really? I don't. I, mean, I just, yeah, I think I just Picard... fucking watched this movie. Yeah, Picard goes to talk to Guinan in like the next scene. That's right. That's right. That's right. She and reveals. All Guinan's that. like, yeah, it's a nexus, a, a realm where you're just fucking joyous at all times. It's, it's like a twenty-four-seven orgasm. It's all fucking times. heaven. This movie is about heaven. Yeah, it's about and death and heaven. Elorian go to this nexus zone or whatever, but then mm. they got taken away. Yeah, they didn't. Well, they're all fucked up from the Borg. The Borg fucked them up, right? Yeah, they, the Borg obliterated their planet. So, like, they're all like, we're really sad. We want to not be sad anymore. <laughs> but uh, Picard gets the story from Guinan, mm. and Guinan's like, uh, Picard's like, yeah, thanks for all your help. And then Guinan says, if you go to the nexus, you're never going to want to leave, yeah, you're and you're not going to care leave. about anything. Yeah. And Picard doesn't do the logical thing, which is go, who the fuck was talking about me going to the Nexus? Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't even mention that. What are you talking about? But she knows. About? <laughs> yeah, she's she knows. Wizard. She knows. She knows he's going to go. Like, that's the thing. She knows because she's fucking got meta knowledge. Maybe that's the Elorian's real power. They well, know that's, the script. That's what's cool about it, though, because later she is in the Nexus, and she says, I'm always here. Like, a part of them, like... Yeah. Th- they're weird. They're like pixies or something. Like, they're weird people. And they never, like, explain the Elorians. Like, no. She's so a they're, magic they're magic. pixie. She's they're, like the manic right. pixie dream girl. <laughs> manic pixie dream yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is a manic it's, pixie it's dream Guinan. girl. It's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, fucking, they go to stellar cartography, right? Picard Which is awesome. And, and I fucking love stellar cartography. I would hang out in stellar cartography every day. <laughs> Maybe that's where you'd work. Maybe, Maybe you'd be on board a ship in stellar cartography. With seven and nine. She's down there a lot. Yeah. Being a Borg lady. We could hang out. Yeah. You're not like a bald hologram. She's not going to be all on you. Oh, she doesn't like him. 
She does for one I am episode. Bald. <laughs> yeah, well. She does for one episode and then suddenly fucking Robert Beltran wanted to re get out of his contract, so he made a ridiculous request and she yeah, fell in love like, with him. I need to be able to make out with uh, Jerry Ryan a couple episodes and, and they like, were like, All right. You got it and he was like, Uh really? Sweet. For real? Her hands are like her feet, I'm into that. Whoa. <laughs> she got big old hands. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jerry Ryan is like Probably the sex symbol of Star Trek. Yeah, but there's you're way talking about her, her giant gorilla hands. I think Lursa and Bator are hotter than Jerry Ryan. I think one of Lursa and Bator is hotter. The younger one, right? Yeah. Yeah. She forgot. Uh, yeah, which I saw her on screen in this and I was like, yeah, I could probably be with a Klingon lady. I'm not gonna I, I, I'm not gonna front. What's awesome about Klingons is like they just fucking fuck the shit out of you. So that's yeah. pretty cool. You get, like, broken bones and shit. Yeah, you just, like, hit one of them, and then you're fucking. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you have to go to sickbay to get your broken-ass pelvis put back together. <laughs> and everyone knows that war fucked you to death. <laughs> and everyone's like, could you keep it down? There's an episode where the captain is like, could you maybe not break each other's bones while you're the fucking? Best part, the best part about, like, Worf and Dykes is, like, Worf also has broken bones and yeah. scratches and like, shit all over him. what the fuck is she doing? She's a trill. Yeah, she shouldn't be able to fuck like that. I don't know. She's got a lot of fucking experience, though, with that worm in her. That's just <laughs> <laughs> Would you like another worm in you? Yeah, that's how you hit on a trill lady. <laughs> they love it. They're into that big time. Uh, anyway, they uh, they're in stellar cartography and they figure <laughs> out that um, the big plan, Soren's big plan, is to blow up another star. It's cool. It's a cool like. It's a cool plan, really. Yeah, it's like, altering gravity throughout a solar system. Yeah, like it's a it's the long con, and it's kind of it's kind of neat. It's it's neat actually way. a really good plan to get what he wants. Yeah, it's so big, it's like no one would see it type of plan. You know, yeah. it seems random. Yeah, it just seems like a star exploded. If the right. Enterprise hadn't have been sitting there at the time, they wouldn't have known why. No. Of course, like the Romulans would have fucked them up and left them all for dead anyway. So yeah, fucking have been Romulans, anything to do with dude. Well, they get their star exploded, so they get what they deserve. Oh, I said God. it. <laughs> Damn. I fucking said that shit. All of our Romulan fans are going to be so pissed <laughs> off now. God damn it, I love the Romulans. <laughs> Unsubscribe. I mean, our fans who are actually, actually Romulans. Actually Romulan? I fucking wish, dude. <laughs> Take We're me real away. big in the fucking Romulan star empire. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, they figure out that the you can't get a ship near the ribbon because it blows your ship to shit. So the best way to do it is just to have it go to a planet instead. Yeah, they don't, like, I guess they don't know that you survive anyway or something. I don't know how that works. Like, See, I don't know how that works either. Like, it's never outright stated that, well, the other Elorians w didn't know about Soren's plan, it seems like, to begin with. And, like, the, right. the beginning of the movie. Like, only Soren's like, I want to go back, I want to go yeah, back. Yeah, so he probably, like did some shit to like make them fly through it or something yeah and yeah. uh so it, maybe he finds out that the ships fucking explode and there's nothing you can do about it yeah so he decides to send it to a planet instead instead he sends right. it to viridian four yes and the unfortunate thing about viridian or viridian three three yeah the unfortunate thing about viridian three is it's right next to viridian four which has 230 million people on it oopsies <laughs> That's a holocaust. Uh, yes, it is. But it's also like, every time they talk about the population of a planet in Star Trek, it's always in millions. 
I always assumed that it was because they're not uh, they're not developed yet, right? Yeah, that makes sense for like Viridian Four. Yeah, but even like, on planets where like they have spacefaring ability, maybe there's like, like a law that says you can only have that many people. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's because like I mean billions on Earth still. They mention that. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, but like maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe there's like a like maybe you have to be like born on the planet to live there type of thing like a like a citizenship type of thing i don't really know that might be a thing for some alien species yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know the, but i think this planet is like pre-warp right yeah like it's like pre-industrial even, yeah yeah is what they say yeah but soren goes down to viridian 3 has the klingons drop him off and uh he's supposedly going to transmit how like the weapons information and shit back to the yeah. Duras sisters I don't think he ever does that. No, but he... He... Fucks with the visor. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No, he was gonna send back information once to the Duras sisters after he goes down to the planet. He's like, this thing is Oh, about the Trilithium, right. Yeah, about the Trilithium weapon. Yeah, I think that... I think, like, all all these events sort of happen, like, in meanwhile, so they all happen, like, right on top of each other, so I don't think he does that. Probably not, but, like... Lursa and Bator, like, hail the Enterprise, and they're like, yo, we got your bitch. Yeah. And he's like, well, you can have me instead. And they're like, you know, that's a better bargaining chip. We're gonna uh, apparently bargain with somebody? Yeah. For something? Also, we're super evil now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in the show, they're, like, kinda not good, but, like... They're not your legitimate comic book villains now. Yeah, yeah. Now we're super bad guys. <laughs> and uh, but the deal is so fucked up. They're like, yeah, you give us your prisoner that you have complete control over right now, but you mm. have to beam me to the planet's surface first and let me do some shit, and then I'll be your prisoner. And they're like, all right. Yeah, I guess they figure like, cause like Soren has that field around him or whatever that. Is that a, is that why they do it? Maybe they can only beam him down and beam him up, because Soren can't is like blocking the transporter. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't it's, remember. It's, it's like a convenience thing. Yeah, it was a, it was yeah. necessary to get Picard to the planet surface without his comm badge, so that he's completely by himself. Right, he's alone. Yeah, he because needs he needed be a second guy, right, to stand on the other side of the bridge. Yes. And if in any other situation, he could have been like, hey, number one, come down here and stand on the other side of this bridge so I can punch this old man. Right. I've got to have an old man fight. (laughs) And Riker would be like, again? All right. (laughs) I got to bail your old man ass out again. All right. Instead, he ends up there completely by himself. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Soren has, like, a big thing, a big bubble, a, a big, big force, force field. field around his missile complex. Yeah, so Soren just goes about his business while Picard just stands on the outside and kind of yells at him. Yeah, they kind of yell at each other. It's kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, kind of, things slow down with Picard for a second. Yeah. We get, meanwhile, like, Jordy has his visor modified. They hacked so that, his visor. Yeah, so they could see what he's seeing. And there's a really funny scene where, like, Larsa and Bator see Crusher, and they're like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> Human women are so disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> and I was like, fucking asshole, she's beautiful. <laughs> but, um, they, like, they see through Jordy's visor mm-hmm. the... 
the frequency of the shields, which is just a giant number at the it's, bottom of the screen yeah. that he's looking at. And they start firing on the ship, and they blow the fuck out of it. Yeah, because they can't take on the ship on the, the Enterprise. Like, there's no way they would have been able to blow no. the Enterprise up. But with, like, knowing their shield modulation It just code, goes through the shields, yeah. So there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. But the Enterprise still fucks them up in the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, using a cool Star Trek way around cool it. Cool Star Trek restart. <laughs> they figured they figured out how to like force them into cloaking. Yeah, which was cool. <laughs> um, however, the ship is so fucked up that there's a warp core breach. Of course, there fucking is. There always is, but usually they're like, "Oh, we diverted it at the last second. Yeah. We saved the day. Can't this do time. it this time because this is a movie. It's different." Yeah. <laughs> This time, Jordy outright says, I can't do shit. Yeah, he's like, we're fucked. And he Run, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have to, like, saucer separation, but they're not fast enough because they they put a counselor on the fucking helm? Yeah, well, she took her bridge exam, so she gets to fly now, right? I guess. I she, think the, the one guy gets hurt or something. Like yeah, but, like, the first time she flies, she crashes and destroys the fucking ship. <laughs> yeah, it's t- not really her fault. But. No, it was, there was no way out of that situation. Yeah. But they crash land on the planet. And, yeah, there's some uh, cool practical, like, super-duper practical effects. And like, it looks great. It, it's This movie holds up, man. This movie definitely yeah, holds up. it does. Up. The special effects in this movie, there's nothing that really stands out to me as being ridiculous There is looking. one shot where they're, the saucer is like skimming the planet, and it's it looks like a model. Well, also, I guess there's that one shot where Picard and Kirk ride their horses off, and there's just a big starburst that they ride into. It <laughs> looks kind of silly. Like the candy? They ride into a yeah, starburst? Yeah, they ride into a big, delicious pink starburst. That's the best kind. It so, is yeah. the best flavor. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's a different podcast. What the star- M-class starburst. Yeah, yum-class starburst. <laughs> mm. Where the fuck were we? Oh, they, they crash land on the planet. And then it cuts back to Picard and Soren. Soren uh, wins... Yeah. And he does exactly what he wanted to do and gets taken to the Nexus, and so does Picard. <laughs> yep. Picard's Nexus, he has like 20 children. Yeah, he's a fuck machine. Yeah, and he's married to a redhead. Yeah, he likes her. Oh, that's weird, huh? Yeah, well, I wonder what that means. It's oh, a little uh, Freudian. I wonder what that has to do with. <laughs> uh, but he's he's got like twenty fucking kids, and like his nephew Renee lives with him. Yeah, I guess. Or it's Christmas, right? It's Christmas. It's Christmas in like England. England in like the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, something? like everything in England, I guess, looks like the eighteen hundreds Victorian yeah. England. Everyone's yeah, wearing yeah, like Victorian Victorian yeah. dresses and shit. Except Picard, he's still wearing his yeah. uniform. He's like, I just showed up from space. What's up? <laughs> Um, and everyone's like, Daddy, Daddy, it's Christmas time. <laughs> Daddy, I got you this dolly, or whatever the girl I says. Said, Daddy, I love my dolly. Thank That's you so much. Yeah. Oi, governor. That's what he, yep. yeah. Yeah, shine your shoes for a nickel, pecan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Guinan shows up for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, there's an echo of me here. Don't mm. fucking ask questions. Just accept it. Just accept it. I'm a fucking space magic person. Yeah. Deal with it. And she's she doesn't even tell him that he has to leave or anything. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, this is the Nexus. Yep, here it is. This is what you want, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, all right. 
Yep. And then, like, a second later, he's like, shit, I really need to go punch Soren real bad. Yeah, I'm not done punching people yet. <laughs> I can't just let Soren get by not being punched. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows. Go. He knows it's not real, right? Like, he yeah. feels it. Because he's, he's used to, like you said, like, maybe the holodeck, like, desensitizes him a little bit, you know? Maybe. He can just tell when something is fake. He's fucking Picard. Way. He's the shit. Just suck his dick more, Josh. I fucking love him. I would suck his dick. I would suck his dick. I would suck Picard's dick right off. I would have his dick then, and then it would be mine. Put that on your no contacts M class. Yeah, write that down, no no contacts class. <laughs> anyway, um, so he decides to fuck off, right? He's leaving the Nexus. Mm-hmm. And he there's a funny thing that uh, my hero, Mike Staclossa, pointed out. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, Guinan, please help me punch Soren. Yeah. I need help real bad. She's like, well, I can't leave, but I know someone who can help you. Right. Captain Kirk. Da-da-da-da, fan service time. Yeah. The thing we've been avoiding for seven years. (laughs) And Captain Kirk is just, like, chopping wood, being a manly man in the woods. Yeah. And Picard's like, hey, I need your help to punch Soren. And he's like, who are you? Yeah, what? What is this? <laughs> well, he doesn't even, he's not even phased by it. It's like, no. wherever he is, like, where, like Wyoming or wherever the fuck he lives now, he, like, Picard shows up and he's like, hey, it's a nice day. It's like, man, you live in the middle of nowhere and somebody walks up to you and you're just like, hey, yeah, what's going even on? even if you're not in a nexus zone, you should at least be weirded out by that. Yeah, like, who the hell are you? What are you doing in my house? <laughs> How did you get here? I live on a fucking mountain. Yeah, it's just crazy. Go climb a mountain. That's what he said to him then. <laughs> Oh, you're already here. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you um, did already <laughs> to get here. But he's just like he's like I live in these this cabin in the woods or whatever. And now I'm gonna make some breakfast. And Picard's like, no, I really need you to help me punch this guy. Like, yeah, he's I, like, he listen really to me. needs to be punched. This place is a fake heaven. It's heaven, but it sucks. And he's like, ah, uh, shut up. I need you to go get me this dillweed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, who gives a fuck? I'm making breakfast for my sexy lady, Antonio. <laughs> Yeah, and my sexy lady, Antonio. (laughs) So he's talking about how he met this lady, Antonia, who you never see. Uh And he left her so that he could rejoin Starfleet. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Sure. And Picard's like, I really don't care about any of this right now. He's like, I "I really want to go punch Soren. (laughs) (laughs) And Kirk's like, look, I'm trying to get laid. Can you fuck off, please? Out of all the women that he's fucked and left over the the years, this one, I guess, was really great. Antonia is the one he wants to go back to more than any. Yeah. And so he goes upstairs and goes into his bedroom. Probably. (laughs) Probably not. Named Antonia? I doubt it. But Italian redheads. He, they, they go into the bedroom and they're suddenly in like a dirty, rank ass barn. Barn. Yeah. With horses and shit. And And they're like, what the shit? And then Kirk's like, wait a second, this is my uncle's barn. I was there 11 years ago. And yeah. I was just like, your uncle was not alive 11 that years ago, That guy's old as Kirk. fuck. <laughs> Maybe he gave it to him or something, who knows. Maybe. But he's like, I need. I, I met Antonia, so I'm going to go ride my horse out and find her. And the funniest thing that just screams James T. Kirk more than anything is that he jumps over a chasm on his horse. And then he's like, huh. Yeah. And he jumps back over it again, and he's like... 
Hmm. Oh, fuck. I didn't feel any fear at all. Yeah, it wasn't exciting. This sucks dick. Who did you say need punched? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, this scene reminds me, the thing that it clo- like closest like reminds me of is like uh, Last Crusade. Like, for whatever reason, this feels like... Um, yeah. Like Sean Connery and Indiana Jones, like, together. Like, for whatever... I don't know what that... I don't know why I always associate that in my brain. But it's, like, a real slow, like, really, like, kind of boring... Like, the movie fucking, like, takes, like, a tilt here. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. now we're talking about this shit. And you're like, okay. And, like, as fan servicey as this could have been, like... It's really great. Like, this is really pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is a really great scene. Yeah. But, like, that's the reason why Kirk finally decides to leave the Nexus. It's because it's not scary when he does scary shit. So he wants to go home. Yeah. (laughs) And you get a replay of that scene where, uh, well, we find out that you can go anywhere at any time. Right. Once you leave the Nexus, you can go to any point in time. Which is sweet. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I probably wouldn't have gone back, like, right before the fucking missile happened. I'd probably yeah. go back before, like... I don't know. If I was if I was Kirk, I'd go back to where, like, those ships, like, fucking exploded and probably save them. Yeah, right? Like, you could just be like, well, let's do it this way, and then we'll change to history. Yeah, or if I was Picard, I would go to that, like, station that Soren was on. That, right. like, outpost, and, like, stop the Romulans him. from killing them and then take him in. Yeah. But he doesn't know. do that. He goes back because he really wants to punch him. He loves punching. And we get that scene where Soren steps onto the bridge and, like, Picard steps on in front of him. And he's like, what? You? Yeah. But yeah. it's Kirk this time. Yeah. And he's like, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> who the hell are you? That's really good. <laughs> and <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> and uh, then Picard and Kirk take turns punching him. <laughs> But then he runs away, mm-hmm. which is what I would do if two old men started punching me, honestly. Like, who are these crazy old men? Stop <laughs> punching me. <laughs> Please stop. You're going to hurt yourself. You're, You're going to break your brittle bones. <laughs> your bones need milk. <laughs> You're old as fuck. But they run around and fucking like a bridge starts collapsing like 20 minutes before it finally collapses. Uh-huh. And uh, Soren's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to cloak my shit so you can't mess with it. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you can't just still touch it. Yeah, it's not just there. I guess you couldn't see the screen. I guess so, uh, in the buttons. You wouldn't know what you were doing. You just slam your fist into it over yeah. and over and hope for the best. Yeah. But uh, Kirk ends up dangling off a bridge, and Picard pulls him back up, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Picard's like, oh, the the controller is still on the other side of the bridge. And Kirk's like, I'll get it. I'll get and the remote control. Go, he, he goes right down the bridge again. Yeah. I was like, isn't this horribly dangerous? Isn't why that why there was like a lot of fucking buildup earlier and <laughs> yeah. like tension? No, dude, it's Kirk. He doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't give a fuck. And then he just jumps over to the other side of the bridge and he grabs the remote control and he turns it back on. Yep. And then he falls to his fucking death and gets crushed to death by and a he bridge. Dies. He fucking dies. For this. This is They're like, the oh, thing you saved some million, you, a million people on a planet or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's like, he saved like the entire universe like a dozen times over, and he dies under a bridge on a planet in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's, uh, it's, Which he has is, to. He has is to. It's from die. Star Trek 3? 4? What's that? Like 4. 
when Kirk says, oh, when he's, I yeah. knew that I was going to die alone. Yeah, he's alone, yeah. But he doesn't die alone. Picard's well, he's pretty there. alone. Fucking Picard's there. Well, he dies twice alone. He yeah. Both times he says, I'll do it. And he dies. Yeah. Like, his... All those times he survived all that shit. Like, his luck has run out, man. <laughs> he's yeah, done. That's true. Like, he's got to die. Failed at his some saving point. role. Yep. <laughs> Picard doesn't even punch Soren anymore, though. He just, like, sets the clamps on the rocket so it explodes on the ground yeah. and runs away. Probably going, hee hee. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's smart. It's a Star Trek way <laughs> yeah, to do it. Use it's your brain. a much more clever way than just punching a man a lot. Yeah. He gets fried. Rip. And yeah, he just explodes to death. <laughs> and uh, Picard goes to see Kirk. Kirk dies under a bridge, and he has a really great last words, right? Where he says, It was fun. Yeah. And then he has a really fucking terrible last words that yep. completely erases the cool last words <laughs> where he says, Oh my. Oh my. And then he dies. Why? That's some fucking. That's William Shatner, man. That's terrible. You know he did that. Like probably he, that was not written. He just did that. Probably he could have at least said it. "My God." Yeah, that would have been interesting, right? Like if as he was dying, he just went "My God, My God." Yeah, like, that would be really interesting. But instead, he's like, "Oh my, oh my." Yep. Lions and tigers and bears. He does look really dead, though. He does a yeah. good job of looking dead. He does a good job of looking dead because he's old as fuck. He's <laughs> halfway there. <laughs> he looks better in this movie than he did in the previous ones, though. He was taking better care of himself. He's got some stem cells on the future. He's rubbing it on his face. <laughs> Can't buy ultra porn anymore. <laughs> but, uh... Farnsworth. Yeah. And then, like, Kirk just buries his dead-ass body under some rocks. Yeah. Leaves. Yeah, it's there's no like big funeral scene or anything. He sleeps next to it for the night, presumably. I guess he had it's to. dusk, and then he wakes up, and it's morning, and then the ship comes. Which and, is which is cool to put on your resume. Slept next yeah. to dead Captain Kirk, and then um, <laughs> in the in the future, the Borg find his dead body, and they turn him into a Borg Kirk, and then Picard rescues <laughs> him, and he becomes a captain again. Is this a book? Yeah, this is a book. Can you guess who it's written by? Captain Kirk. It is Captain written by William, William Shatner. Shatner. Oh, boy. What a fucking... I'll be sure to pick that one up. It's a 10 out of 10 book, I tell you. Why the fuck would the Borg assimilate a dead guy? I don't know. How the fuck would he Captain be? Captain Kirk. Like, he'd be bones, man. <laughs> he'd be fucking dust. He would be McCoy. He'd be bones. <laughs> um... Oh. Although Bones was presumably Bones by this point, both in real life and in oh, the yeah, series. He was, he, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, Scotty died in 2005. Bones dies like uh, in like 94, 95, something like that. Oh my. Oh my. And that's what he said when he died. Maybe that's what he did <laughs> say when he died. Who knows? Anyway, they go back. To, the ship is fucking obliterated, right? And they're trying yeah, to salvage it, but they can't. Up. And Data finds Spot, and he's real sad. And Which is, like, the happy. worst part of the... It's so... Like, oh, man, it kills me when he finds the cat, and he cries. That kills yeah. me. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And then uh, Picard leaves the fucking Curlin Nescar on the floor. Yeah, it's, like, priceless. <laughs> that shit is, like... There's, like, none of them. And he's like, fuck it. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. I'd rather get my fucking photo album. That's Which the only I thing think I'm bringing. Maybe that's, like... Maybe it says something. Maybe, like... Maybe people don't really give a fuck about things that are valuable, you know? Maybe. 
Maybe it means that the writers of this movie didn't fucking care about the Carlin Nescar and it was <laughs> just sitting around, so they used it. <laughs> they used it, yeah. Maybe um, he comes back and gets it. You don't know. This, like, this movie has like my favorite fucking ending bit where mm. uh, like Picard gives this really fucking poignant speech about like being moral and everything, and then mm. Riker just says, Speak for yourself. I plan to live forever. That's it's the awesome. end. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> It's fucking Riker, man. He's like, yep, no, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be handsome and fuck chicks forever. <laughs> and then he peels out in his Camaro. It's <laughs> fucking space Camaro. <laughs> the Farragut. <laughs> the Farragut. Yeah. Nebula class. And they're going to they're gonna have a new Enterprise that looks like shit in the next you movie. You don't like the new one? I, I don't like do. the Enterprise E. It's all right. I don't. I don't mind it. Honestly, I like the Enterprise D way more. The Enterprise D looks like it really is from the far flung future. You and Mike love it. You and weird Mike. curves and shit. It's uh, retro futuristic. That's yeah. what they call it, right? It's really like I would say the E is more retro futuristic because it's like the E is almost like Star Warsy because it just has shit all over it. The E, well, the E is like the ships that they make. Like, like at some point, like the writers and the and like. Uh, what's Herman Zimmerman were like, we need to start making new ships, right? Because Starfleet like wouldn't just keep using these ships. Yeah, they wouldn't use the fucking Excelsior, Excelsior forever, right? right? right. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, well, we gotta design some ships. And they make some cool ones. They make, um, yeah. in the next movie you see them, they make the Akira class, which is like yeah. really cool. I like the Akira class. They make the Steam Runner, which is like a tank. Dude, I, I I like the um, fucking Defiant a lot. Defiant it's is a fucking really cool the shit. looking ship. It's super cool. Like that might be yeah. my favorite. The Defiant. The funny thing is, my favorite is actually the Excelsior. Really? Yeah, I love that ship. It's so like you said earlier. It's, it's retro like, futuristic. It's a Cadillac. It's like the space Cadillac. Yeah, That's I like that it, it has like a big black like turtleneck. Yeah, I don't know why I love that. It's it's very it's like you're driving a Lincoln through space. Yeah. Somebody pointed out that it looks like a duck, and I love it. Kind of does. It look looks like, a, like duck. a big space duck. Yeah, they. I mean, they still use them in, in DS9. They're still flying them around. Yeah, and shit. They're pretty much every ship that they meet in TNG is an Excelsior. Yeah, which I'm fine with. There's a couple galaxies in there. The I love that ship. <laughs> we should take a break. Alright, we will take a break and we'll be back with some fucking emails and some more discussion. Emails, emails, discussion, emails. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. I have to stop it, but I can't do this alone. I need help. I know someone who can. You say history considers me dead. Who am I to argue with history? You're a Starfleet officer. You have a duty. I don't need to be lectured by you. I was out saving the galaxy when your grandfather was in diapers. And Josh, we're back. Finally. I would like to know. It's been six weeks since we talked about this movie. I would <laughs> like my to... power went out again. <laughs> Weird. Uh, I would like to know what you what you feel about this movie in your heart. I, I think this movie gets better um, as time goes on. And I'm going to give you two reasons why I think that. <laughs> G- give me those two reasons. Uh, one, they... They have made some truly shitty Star Trek movies since this movie came out. True, true. Which makes this movie look great. And also, like, we're, I'm older, and I can appreciate the, you know, the the, the hero's journey of, of your, or your heroes dying. And that's what this movie really is, right? It's like, these guys have to die. Like, there's not going to be any more TOS characters. Yeah. 
And, like, the way that they do it, like we said earlier, I think this is the best way they could have done it. Could have been horrible. I give this movie a lot of shit, right? Because yeah. I hate that this is how Kirk died. <laughs> well, you're just, you're just a Kirk fanboy, that's why. I really am. But <laughs> uh, if he would have died... like it, I look at it this way. If he would have died saving that ship during that action-packed fucking scene at the beginning of the movie and that, like, yeah. his crew staring out the space hole that was made from... Right. Like, they were literally staring at the hole that was left behind now that yeah. Kirk is gone. Yeah. That's, that's symbolic yeah. as fuck. That's great. That that's would have really been good. a great ending for Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Dying under a bridge and being left under but some But to rocks. them, he does die that way. That's which is the fine. thing. That's, which is great, but the actual last time we see the character is lame as shit. <laughs> Especially because his last words are, oh my. <laughs> That's the only... Well, you can blame your your best friend, William Shatner, for that. Because yeah. I'm telling you right now, look, they did not write that down in the script. Look, my best friend, William Shatner, taught me that elephants vibrate when they're happy. So I'll never be able to did you ever be my elephants at Elephants vibrate when they're happy? The, I pressed my hands against his skin and <laughs> he vibrated slowly and I... I knew that he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, look. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I'm okay with it cuz it's it's more real life. Like you're here like heroes aren't always heroes, right? And they don't always die heroes. No. He, I mean, he kind of dies just, like just a regular guy It's sorta. just anticlimactic to me. And yeah. that's my main problem with the movie. I will say though, uh, the rest of the movie is actually pretty solid. I would rate this one um, b- below probably First Contact. I find First Contact to be a more enjoyable movie. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's it's well above the rest of the TNG movies. Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's um, we're gonna give away like the next few episodes. But for <laughs> me, it's First Contact, this movie, Nemesis, and Insurrection. Oh, oh. I know you switched Nemesis and Insurrection. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> way. Except Nemesis is the worst. Yeah, they're, I mean, I would, they're, at I that would point, put Nemesis like right there, probably almost at level with 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, I don't know. 2009 is very bad. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not really a good movie. I don't. Yeah. I don't like 2009. I don't hate it in the same way that I hate In the Darkness. I hate all of them. I don't uh, hate Beyond. I will stick up. I, I like Beyond. All right. I think it's decent. They uh they had to like write their way out of the fucking nightmare that they yeah, had. Yeah, so. they did. Like, uh, what's who wrote it? Fucking Scotty si- wrote it. Simon Pegg. Simon yeah. Pegg. Yeah, Simon. We'll Pegg. get to it. I have a whole yeah. dissertation yeah, ready for this. Well, shit. I was just gonna say, <laughs> Simon Pegg did the absolute best job he possibly could to make a movie out of a dumpster fire. There's a fucking uh, <laughs> like interview with him about him writing it, and I'll, I'll find it for when we do that episode, but. Uh, he basically says, like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. that's, like, he didn't know what to do. Yeah, where do you go from, like, fucking in the darkness, you, you know? You just, it's, you just fu- you're fucked, you're fucked. Anyway, Generations. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Generations is a pretty decent movie. It's solid. I like yeah. it. I, it's, it's, I would say it's a good movie. This is, like, a, a really good 90s movie. Yeah, like, I would say it has parts that are great. Yeah. And it has parts that are not great. That are, like, okay. So I yeah. leveled it out in the middle and say it's it's good. I agree. I I would agree with that. I think that there there's there's a lot of great things in this movie, 
but this movie also had to do certain things that sort of handicap it, in my opinion. Another handicap that this movie has that I didn't discuss all that much is Data's Mm. emotion chip. Yeah. Which is a plot that didn't need to happen in this movie whatsoever. Yeah, well, I think what they wanted to do, and we didn't talk about it, I wrote it down, uh, I think they wanted both Picard and Data to be emotionally distraught. Yeah, that could be true. Like, the thing about Data's emotion chip is that uh, I would put real money down that the reason why Data's emotion chip even exists in this plotline is because Brent Spiner was real fucking tired of playing Data. And probably. the only reason he would sign on for this movie is if they did that. Probably. What else is he doing? <laughs> yeah, he was in Independence Day. Yeah, he was the uh, doctor whatever the fuck in Independence doctor Day. Doctor dies in the first one but shows up in the sequel. <laughs> I didn't watch the sequel yet. I didn't watch the sequel either. I just knew he was going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they, like, because the rest of these movies, like, kind of are about Data and the Captain, right? Yeah. And and not so, like, like it's not very, like, subtle. Like, I don't know. The next movie is all about, like, well, you know, Data gets captured by the Queen and Picard's got to save him. And then... Yeah. And then then Insurrection Insurrection is entirely Data's fault that any of this shit even happens. Data loses his mind and fuck it. (laughs) And then in Nemesis, it's like Data sacrifices... Spoilers. Data 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 sacrifices himself to save Picard. Yeah. So I think that's why they did it. I think that they needed both of them to be suffering emotionally. And Data is new at emotion, so he doesn't know what to do with it. But the captain's like... God, I don't know. It's, it's it's kind of a problem that I see in a lot of things where they come up with an idea and they place it into the movie because it's necessary, but they don't do it subtly enough or they don't yeah. go far enough with it. It's in this weird nebulous zone in the They center. don't, I think, yeah, I agree. I think they don't, like, it, it's like music and they don't know how to hit the beats right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, They're there's just no build up to it. Every yeah. time yes. the beat's happening. Yes. And exactly. It's it's a problem with the movie, but I think the movie itself doesn't suffer horribly because of it or anything. Yeah. It's a pretty decent movie. Like this I movie, said, it's pretty this movie good. Made 118 million dollars. Is that a lot? Uh, it's I mean, I think that's pretty good for 94. I don't know. See, I don't know movie grosses and shit like cuz sometimes I'll hear this movie only made a billion dollars. What a flop. Yeah. Well, it, it costs it costs thirty five million to make, which is like cheap as fuck. Yeah. So it there's made practical a lot. effects, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's <laughs> a legitimate question that like hyper nerds come up with all the time, mm-hmm. which is uh, why is the lighting different in this movie? Because it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, which is that's the simple answer. But like in universe, did like they forget to pay the power bill in the Enterprise? Oh, like why is he sitting in the like? Yeah. Why is it dark everywhere? Maybe. Well, it makes sense because he's sad. Maybe he turns the lights out. Maybe he wants Maybe. to be in the dark. You know. Maybe he's know. like, all right, I'm real sad now. So everyone on the ship, turn your lights off. And I mean, I fucking wish that the shows looked like this. Like it's fucking good as shit. So the lighting is actually really good in this movie. In this it's movie, really yeah. atmospheric and cool. Yeah. It's really nice. And then you go back to watch the show, and it's all like soap opera, even lighting. Yeah, it looks so <laughs> like neon, like 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 a neon lights, the fluorescent lights. Yeah, and like, it's uh, all fluorescent. Everybody looks a little sick. Yeah, not. Ooh, not good on the skin. No, not really. 
You can tell mm. Gates McFadden is using like 700 tons of blush. <laughs> Gates McFadden. Yeah. She was at the convention I went to. Didn't you like make out with her or something? Yeah, of course. I thought you did. <laughs> I knew you did. No. She like the funny part is there was somebody who came over the loudspeaker constantly. It was like Gates McFadden will be returning to her booth in one hour. <laughs> And then, like, an hour would pass in, like, a couple minutes, and then it would be like, Gates McFadden apologizes. She will return to her booth in two hours. Oh, man. And at the end of the day when we were leaving, they were like, all right, everybody. Somebody completely different came over and was like, all right, mm-hmm. Gates McFadden is in her booth now. Everybody head on over. She was like, fuck it. I'm not going over there. The show <laughs> the show will be ending in two hours. Yes. <laughs> Please select your items. The store will be closing in 15 minutes. Oh, man. Fucking, she... I wouldn't want to sit there and listen to a bunch of nerds say they wanked off to me when they were younger. Yeah, it's... For for a long amount of time, it is not that great. <laughs> Have you ever had a booth like that at a I had convention? a signing a few times. Oh, my uh, God. It was cool. I mean, it was cool to do it, but you get tired of doing it. Like, I mean, I'm I a person, so, like... No one has ever hours. asked me to sign anything. I do art, and people are like, can you take your signature off of that? <laughs> So I can steal it? That's why. (laughs) Like, I do a... I've done fucking commission work for people in the past, and they'll be like, hey, can you take your signature off of this? Oh, that's... They really said that to you? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Dude, that's fucked up, man. I'm like, no, as a matter of fact, I can't do that. Oh, that's shitty. Dude, yeah, that's good that you said no, because that's dumb as shit. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. Um... I, I, I like this movie, man. It's it's yeah. Good. This is a cool movie. It's not great, but it's good. It's definitely just put it on and just whatever, just do whatever. Yeah, it's like a TBS movie comes yeah. on on the weekend during the day. Yeah, exactly. I'd watch it. Yep, agreed. <laughs> so why don't we take a moment? Do we have emails now? And just talk about emails. <laughs> don't give it away when I'm doing the big introduction. <laughs> Butter emails, Jeff. Emails are digital messages. Electronically. Mail. <laughs> uh, our first email is from Jack Carpenter. Who says, cool name. Yeah, that is a cool name. He <laughs> says, hey guys, I just wanted to take the time to thank you for making your trill-ass podcast. Hmm. Man, that's what we should have called it. Trill-ass podcast. Uh, we're going to steal that name from you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please sign this uh, non-disclosure? Uh, you're welcome, by the way. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Uh, I'm a fundraiser for a university, so I travel a good deal for work, and I listen to your podcast quite often during those long drives. Sweet. I've definitely listened to each episode a few times so far, and I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed them each time. Nice. The podcast puts me in a good and relaxed mood. Oh, boy. Uh, Play some... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Basically, you guys deserve some credit for the money I've raised in the past few months. Thanks. Uh, you You're can welcome. Send that money to M Class Podcasts. Uh, uh, I do have a question, and it relates to Ben Cisco. Okay. Do you guys like him, or even think he's a good commander? I'm on season three of DS9, but so far I mostly just want to beat the ever-loving fuck out of him. Oh no, he's great. Going from Picard, who is basically perfect, to Cisco seems like a massive drop-off. I feel like he's a massive dick sometimes. He can also be kind of a creep with his weird-ass, shitting grin. What do y'all think? Thanks again. Looking forward to more episodes. Yeah, he's anti-Picard, right? Like, yeah. he's he's just, like, I he's not Cisco. nice. He's not a nice guy all the time. 
I love Cisco. Cisco is a take no shit yeah. in charge kind of guy. He's like what you would get, like what you would think of like any commander really being like. The thing about Cisco that I love, and I've always said this, and I've had some people who kind of don't like that I say this. Well, so they're wrong as send shit. Send your so. hate mail to mclassemail at gmail.com. <laughs> we need more emails. <laughs> but, uh, like, DS9 was like an assignment that they sent all the, like, C-listers to to just yeah. give them an assignment. Like, Cisco isn't like Picard. Picard is the captain of the flagship yeah, of he's the like Federation. A, exactly. He's like a well-known highly regarded like it's like fucking like like admiral fucking halsey you know what i mean like and cisco like, is c c level he's yeah. just like run-of-the-mill commander and he's they send him out here on this assignment because yeah. he keeps talking about his dead wife yeah he's upset and he's and they send all these like freaks and geeks out there right exactly. like they send bashir out there who's like a weird nerdy fucking thinks he's a ladies man type right. they send o'brien out there who's literally nobody right he's not even an officer he's like just like i've been in the military for 25 yeah. years like <laughs> they had to give me a desk job eventually yeah sooner or later i was gonna be on one of these shows <laughs> And, like, Cisco is a C-level captain who is shoved into a situation that you absolutely need, like, your S-tier captain in. Like, right. if Picard was in this situation with the wormhole and, like, everything that happens afterwards, it would have went far more smoothly. Right. But Cisco had to make the hard decisions, and he had to do it without, like, he had to come Picard's into his godlike powers. Yeah. He, had to, he had to become his own captain, his own man. And, like, yeah, he's just, like, he's a, like imperfect man and yeah, you see his growth as well and like what yeah. he has to go through yeah and at about season three he's nowhere near at his best yeah about season four or five he starts yeah. really becoming i'd say like, season five is like highest picard picard fucking it's like top yeah. cisco yeah season six with uh my favorite episode you're really like holy shit this dude is fucking crazy yeah it really, I, I love Cisco a lot. Yeah, he's awesome. So <laughs> Just hang in there. Don't get a better opinion, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Holy shit. Thanks for writing in, Jack. Thank Hopefully you. you'll like Cisco eventually, and if not, you will. I mean, when you watch it, you'll you'll see. You'll see. They all see. Our next email is from Dylan Dermier. Oh, yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, Dumyu. Dumyu. Fucking, that's not a real name. Anyway, uh, (laughs) what non-Star Trek alien race would be a good fit for the Federation? My pick is the Namekians from Dragon Ball. Too bad they're all fucking dead. (laughs) Well, they already exist in Star Trek. They're called the Andorians. Yeah, it's true. They're they're just blue. (laughs) Well, the Andorians are far bigger assholes. They're bigger assholes and they're much colder. Well, also, like, I guess they wish the Namekians back, so don't fucking write in and tell me that they're not all dead. I fucking know. They wish them back. Don't try and school me on Dragon Ball, motherfucker. Yeah, they'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, That's a really tough question. That's a a put-you-on-the-spot question. That is a put-you-on-the-spot question, especially since I can't think of any other space aliens anymore. I know, I'm trying to think of, like... uh, There's uh, a couple Babylon 5, but Babylon 5 is just, like, Bobo Star Trek. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. That's really tough. You could put the Gwauld in there. They're basically, like, evil Trill. What the fuck are they? From Stargate SG-1? Oh, I didn't watch Stargate. You didn't watch Stargate? No. They're in the movie, too. 
Oh, the the guys with the the things on their heads. Yeah, they have like fucking evil worm monsters in their stomachs. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like evil trill. Tilk, Tilk, is that the guy? Yeah, Tilk is okay. the guy. Yeah. I've seen a few of them. I know a little bit about um, it. They wouldn't join the Federation, obviously. No. But maybe just some gray aliens. They're nice. The grays. You know what? <laughs> They're not you know very what? nice. The fucking aliens from Galaxy Quest, like the good ones. <laughs> They'd be perfect. <laughs> oh, I know. I got it. I got it. The yeah. aliens from Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> they would be perfect in the Federation. Oh, my God. Maybe fucking Paul. Paul? From, <laughs> I didn't watch Paul either. From, yeah. It's a pretty good movie. It's, it did a, I'm, like, looking around my house trying to find, like, fucking DVDs. I know. I'm, aliens like, I'm, like, I'm, like, on fucking IMDb. I'm, like, okay, what are some uh, things I've watched? What are some aliens? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole process to get There's, like, the a Federation. bunch of, like, Mass Effect aliens. It'd probably be fine. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know much about those games, but... <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Whatever. The, the Twi'leks from Star Wars, maybe? You just want to fuck them. Yeah, everybody does. They're hot. That's what. <laughs> I like head antennas. Whatever. Of all kinds. That's why I like Sandorians. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. As long as they got good titty meat. <laughs> head tits. Head tits. Yeah. Those, those aliens are so hot that their tits are on their head, so. You can't That's even make cool. a bra for your head. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> Fuck, I can't think of any aliens anymore. Especially good aliens. Now that I'm thinking about it, aliens are fucking evil, Yeah, dude. they're usually pretty bad, right? Jeez. I think the Predators would be good in the Dominion. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> they would fight the Jem'Hadar, maybe. The Predators would be a great thing for, like, Star Trek characters to have to go up against anyway. Yeah. There's, a, there's a crossover comic that's happening, like, right now with TNG and Alien. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like that stuff. I'm not into that. You're not a big crossover guy? No, I like when universes don't fuck themselves up by going to other universes. It's true. <laughs> I'm, I think crossovers can be really fucking stupid. Yeah. But I think some of them fit all right. Like, some of them are all right. Yeah. I think like two, uh, the best alien thing that they could do with Star Trek is have like a team of like five red shirts from TOS. Yeah. Like go into some caves and there's just one like alien in there. Yeah, and they have to figure it out how to... Yeah, that would be all right. I, I would cool probably... What's that? What's Batman fights the Predator, right? He hits him with a baseball bat or something. <laughs> That's cool. There's a there's a lot of crossover between that shit and Batman and Superman and stuff. Yeah. Um, our next email <laughs> is from uh, Colin Brady. Okay. Who says, "Hey guys, love the podcast, and we love you." Thank you. I'm particularly amazed that Josh is able to be on so many podcasts that upload every week. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I take that thank you back. You fucking got him. Man. Uh, well, that just delayed this episode two more days. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Uh, seriously, though, you guys have great chemistry, and this is one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. Thank you. I love hearing a retrospective on such a great series by people who are so passionate about it. Woo! That's us, I think. That's true, man. I'm Nothing I'm more passionate about than Star Trek. That's yeah. my wife. I just want to live in it, honestly. Get it? Especially Get it. because life sucks. Yeah, life is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just fucking kill me now. Uh, speaking of retrospective, what did you guys think about Tasha Yar as a character? I always thought that she had potential, especially with her backstory growing up in the middle of a crime-ridden shithole and eventually being able to rise to a Starfleet officer. Yeah, okay, so here's what I think about Tasha Yar. I think Tasha Yar is the proto Kira Narice, right? True. Like, Kira is, like, a character who... Grew well, up Ro Laren is like the proto. Well, Ro Laren, right? But yeah, she but was then, supposed to be her. Yeah, but then they were like, "Well, she doesn't want to do it, so we'll make a new character." Yeah, and like, so Kira is like Tasha Yar, but better. <laughs> True, because uh, she has like more at stake, right? Like the yeah. whole planet is at stake, basically. I hate to say this because like Tasha Yar could have been a great character, right? Yeah, but I'm glad that she wasn't because we wouldn't have gotten Worf, Worf as the yeah, type of character I he agree. became. I agree with that. And as much as I like Tasha Yar, I don't think she would have ever become as cool as Worf ended up becoming. I don't really like her, honestly. And I, and I think that they like they picked up on that, and that's why she wasn't on the show anymore. Uh, <laughs> I think they were like, well, she's kind of not very good. They didn't fight to keep her on the show or anything. Yeah. I uh, liked her just fine, personally. I don't. Uh, she's not my cup of tea, but... What an idiot. Uh, I, I think He says, I think if Denise Crosby didn't leave when she did, they could have taken time to better develop the character into something more interesting and fleshed out, but I guess we'll never know. I think it's good that they didn't, though. I don't know, because like, would the show have been as good? I don't know. I don't know if that, it would have been. I don't know. So much of like the middle part of Next Gen is focused on like Klingon politics and stuff Yeah, that you wouldn't have gotten any of that. Right. Imagine had how her few shit. people would speak Klingon in in the real world That's right now. That's a great fucking point. Seriously. Yeah. That's a great point. It's it's become like a phenomenon, the whole Klingon thing. And it wouldn't have happened Without, if Tasha Yar was the main That's person true. in security. Tasha Yar is Klingon Jesus. <laughs> she died <laughs> She for had the to Klingons. die. <laughs> uh, thanks for everything you do and keep on cracking the spine, number one. <laughs> Almost nailed the landing. <laughs> Almost there. Uh, thanks for writing in. We Thank appreciate you. it. That was great email. Uh, our next email is from Sean Dupree. Dupree! Who says, hey guys, big fan of Josh here. <laughs> Other guy, he's alright, I guess. That's terrible. Way to hurt my feelings, Sean Way Dumpree. to go. We've been drinking. We can't handle this rejection. <laughs> <laughs> More like Sean Dumpree. Ah! Uh, Fucking got him Boom Uh, This has bothered me for years The Klingons love honor right Sure. They have crazy violent rituals for everything And they even use melee weapons in the 24th century They talk Mm -hmm. about the joy of feeling Their enemies crushed before them Mm -hmm. And the lamentations of the women Mm -hmm. Uh, So why do they have cloakable ships I guess that they stole the technology, yeah. but where's the honor in sneaking up behind someone? They seem to run counter to every other aspect of their culture. I'm not even 100% sure how their species could have become spacefaring, seeing as how they scoff at anyone who isn't a warrior. Well, they're spacefaring because they fought the Herc. The Herc invaded Kronos. The Cool Herc. The Cool Herc. <laughs> DJ Cool Herc invaded Kronos, <laughs> and they took the warp technology from them. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they have... Cl- I mean, the Federation would use cloaking devices if they didn't Here's sign the, the treaty. Here's the thing about Klingons, right? Yeah. And we learned this throughout the TNG and DS9 and even TOS. Yeah. 
is that Klingons spout a lot of big game about honor. They talk they love big. honor more than anything, yeah. but they are actually a bunch of giant fucking hypocrites. Yeah, a lot of them are not very honorable. <laughs> no, it's it's a whole, like, how many cultures are there on Earth today who talk about, like, fucking doing the right thing right. and being moral and upstanding and then turn around and, I don't know, fucking exactly. close meals on wheels? Exactly. Exactly. That's a that's a very random thing that you said, but I, I yeah, I just made that up. You made that uh, up. That's good uh, that you made it up. and It's not a real thing that's happening. Yeah, I don't want any idiots to get mad at me because they <laughs> voted for a fucking tyrant or anything. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's you're right. Like they're like it's like anybody. They're just like people, and they have rules yeah. that and like it's, they're bushido, right? Like they're they're samurai, so they follow the honor code and all that shit. But like they're not not all samurai. were like. I'm gonna commit seppuku because I dishonored myself. Like no. they'd be like, "Fuck that shit." The the Klingons, their entire culture is based on being a great honorable warrior or whatever. But yeah. as long as you win the battle, you can That's, tell it however you want. Right. They, and they get into that, right? They always like, "Well, Klingons fucking exaggerate." <laughs> yeah, it's like that whole. I think Galeron says it. He's yeah. like the most honorable thing is to win the to battle. Win. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how you do it. Like, the Klingons are underhanded as fuck in the original series. And yeah. even through most of TNG, they're underhanded as fuck. And cloaking devices are so awesome that everybody would use them. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for the Treaty of Algernon, they'd yeah, be using yeah. that shit, too. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would use it. So. And it's, it's just inherent in the Klingon character, and that's what makes them far more interesting than if they were just, like, all honorable Right, if they were warriors. good guys, they'd be good guys, but they're not always good guys, so that no. makes them good. That makes them fun. You have to right. have something to make them villains sometimes right. as well. They're wild cards, man. It's so strange to me that they became, like, allies with the Federation at all. I mean, Six explains it fairly well, right? Well, they constantly are going back on that shit, though. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it, not oh to... I mean, somebody just said that they were watching through DS9, right. so I'm not gonna spoil anything. Right, they're right. just fucking... They're real bad at keeping their words. They're just... They do whatever. They're just... They're like children. They just are like, well, we're doing this now. Like, they're just fucking yeah. crazy. And <laughs> you hear them talking about it, like, even when there's fucking Federation people around where they're like, the Federation's getting kind of weak. Yeah, they like... Maybe we it. can attack yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking, like, Riker's like, what? And they're like, nothing. Nothing. Shut up, Riker. <laughs> eat your just, gawk. Just eat your fucking gawk. Keep staring at our women with their titty triangles. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Yeah, Riker's a pretty fucking dope guy. He loves gawking tits. <laughs> They're like orcs, right? They're fucking yeah. orcs. Well, we've, we've talked about that before, how it's all high fantasy in yeah, space. they're fucking orcs, so they're not good. Even when they're good, they're like, well, we're not good. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we'll fucking kill you and take your whole right. empire over in exactly. a day. Thank you all for that writing into our podcast. That was yeah. it? We got four. We need more emails. Send us more emails. You can send us more emails at mclassemail at gmail.com. Yes. Fucking do it. Next time, what are we watching? Uh, next time, <laughs> you're going to follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcasts. <laughs> That's what you're going to do as soon as you hear this episode. That's Yeah, do it. Seriously. And then next you? time on this program, <laughs> we're going to be uh, watching... A pretty dope movie, in my opinion. Uh, I love this movie. I can't. It's I'm called yeah. Star Trek First Contact. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> and it's it's all about everyone's favorite man, Zephram Cochran. ZC. 
It's, don't be asking what JC would do. Ask what, what ZC would do. He drank a lot more than uh, than Jesus. <laughs> it's true. He drank a lot more, but he also shot dope ass rockets into space. So <laughs> fucking nuclear missile. Yeah. Did Jesus ever shoot nuclear missiles into space? I don't think so. I don't remember reading that shit in the children's beginner Bible. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to M Class Podcast. We appreciate it, even if uh, you don't like the other guy that much. You're a big fan of Josh. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening. And everybody should really know that Jeff is the only thing that makes this show good. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck ever? That's true. Uh, That's definitely true. Yeah, okay. Uh, I appreciate your lies quite <laughs> quite a lot. Hey, I'm a Klingon. I lie sometimes. Oh, I didn't know you were a Klingon. Shit. I don't know any Klingon. I would have spoken. I don't. I don't know any. You know Gok. I know Gok. I know Kapla. I know Kapla. I know the Sword of Kalos. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so why don't you take your Sword of Kalos? <laughs> Fuck off. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. See you next week. See you next week. Fuck you. Fuck off. Bye. Kapla.